0: Today, we have a special episode. This will not replace our normal weekly Bible study, but it will be a fun addition to the podcast. About once a month, I will try to interview someone that I think is doing good work in the church. Something unique. If you're not interested in this, then just go ahead and skip this episode. It won't affect our study even one bit. As this episode was released on Derby Day, and that is a holiday here in Louisville, my guest and I will be drinking mint juleps, the Derby's official drink. Today we are joined with Michael Gatton. Do you want to be Mike or Michael? Mike's fine. All right. Today we are joined with uh, the Reverend Mike Gatton. Mike Spine. (laughs) Today we are joined with Mike, and he is going to tell us a little bit about a trip that he takes each year with the youth from around the state of Kentucky, allowing them to experience something that they often cannot experience in their home church and open their eyes to things all around them. Mike has been in ministry for over 50 years, Particularly, he's always had a focus on youth, and he still has it today as he takes this trip each year. So without any further introduction, let's go ahead and we'll start this journey. Mike, can you tell us a little bit about your trip?
1: Surely, Ben, and thanks for the opportunity to share share about Seminar, uh, which is what it's called. It's a CYF, Christian Youth Fellowship, Kentucky Seminar. It started actually some 20 years ago, and then we dropped it for a while. And every year we would change the topic. Uh, about 10 years ago, I decided we needed to be one, have one topic because 20 years ago, we were going to New York City and spending three days in the United Nations study building across the street doing a study on something pertaining to world, uh, world cultures and things. And we were in the one of the most exciting cities in the world and we were in a classroom for three days. It made no sense to me. And I thought this. We, we can improve on this. So what we uh, began to do is uh, to uh, explore this as a mobile classroom, and that's what it is. Um, we, we, uh, it's for high school students and, and college freshmen, uh, and the group travels to Washington, D.C. and New York City, and we experience along the way different cultures and, and new adventures, and the team, uh, we learn a lot more about our faith as a result of studying other faiths because the title of the uh, seminar is Face to face with other faiths say that rapidly three times <laughs> um it's the history the history of the other religions and and the pluralism that has always been in our nation so uh what we begin with first of all is uh we'll take a we we take the air the flight to uh to dc uh, as soon as we land we check into our hotel we go immediately to the national cathedral where we partake of communion. It's open communion because it's an Episcopal church. We partake of noon communion there, leave there, go to the archives, see the Constitution and, and the, uh, the Freedom of Religion Clause, uh, move from there to the steps of the Supreme Court. And our first lesson is sitting on the steps of the Supreme Court and discussing what does freedom of religion mean? Does that mean you're free not to have it if you so choose? Does it say anything about one religion? And it does not. So that begins our study. That's the way we do. And then we move from place to place as we, as we do that. We'll move, for example, to the Jefferson Memorial. And and that lesson, we sit at Jefferson's feet of the big statue there at, uh, at the memorial, and I have them read all the quotes from Jefferson around the top, and I said, Was well, this man a Christian? And invariably our young people will say, Well sure, just read the quotes. And I said, No, he was not. He was a deist. He he believed that Jesus was a good man and a teacher, but he had trouble with the miracles. And I pull out the Jefferson Bible and show them where he struck all the miracles from the Bible. <laughs> so so they begin to see that wait a minute, wait a minute, this is this is different than what we sometimes hear. Uh, that makes Jefferson no, nonetheless a brilliant man and, a, and a, a believer because he he just believed in the, the Godhead and um, a little differently than what we have today. Uh, and then I point out to them, too, that he was learning to read the Quran because one of the uh, ambassadors had given him a Quran and he was learning to read it uh, because he was curious about what another holy book said. So,
0: so I have a question for you. Oh what is the reasoning behind bringing this group of Christian students to all of these different houses of worship
1: for them to first of all see that we're we're a lot more alike than we're different uh, when we look at the different areas of worship uh, for example when we visit the uh, the mosque and the imam um, they begin to see that up front is is the the holy man's chair. Well, we have that in the Christian churches too. We we call our you know, we, we don't call them our holy men, but they, but they have a chair up front usually, and and it's usually candles and that kind of thing. And so you begin to see some similarity in the worship spaces uh, when we worship uh, with Temple Emmanuel in uh, in uh, New York City, and they always welcome us. It's uh, it's amazing. They look for us now, and the rabbi will always say on the on the Friday night service. He'll say, welcome, our young Christian brothers and sisters from Kentucky. Uh, and the people all applaud. And then when he speaks to us afterwards, his, his opening line is always, I want to remind all of you that you worship a good Jewish boy. <laughs> so so they begin to see this as, as not uh, as being able to learn that each of the world faiths uh, have a different truth, maybe, and we learn from each other. And, and the, the idea is for us to begin to see that, we're more alike than we are different. Um, because most of the conflict we find in the world today, Ben, um, most of the friction, most of the wars actually that have been fought have been about religion, about faith. And what a shame mm-hmm. that we worship the Prince of Peace and, and we are constantly in conflict. Uh, so that, that's one reason we do that. Um, and it's 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 proven that the kids the kids really do pick up on it, and we see these beautiful houses of worship as we travel. Last year we actually our shirts last year were in Ukrainian colors, blue and yellow, and we uh, we uh, we went to a Ukrainian Orthodox church because we wanted to get that tie in with the world events and what was going on. So
0: so how how surprising is the similarities or the differences for these students when they go and worship in these different houses of worship
1: it's it's eye-opening is all I can say we we uh, even the, the cultures that we move into we don't we don't let the kids eat fast food all week we have a different a cultural we have a different venue every night with a different food uh, we eat Ethiopian one night we eat Malaysian one night we eat and I tell the kids going in I said you know, Be ready to experiment because we, you know, we're not going to feed you McDonald's hamburgers. We're not doing that. Uh, I do treat them once once that week to Shake Shack with a milkshake and a hamburger to kind of really, you know, absolve their taste buds a little bit. But um, but we they they really enjoy that the different cultures and of course we moved from Washington D.C., which is really a big slow southern town the way it moves. And all of a sudden, after a train ride, you're in New York City. And as soon as you get off, you realize we're not in Kansas anymore. Um, we we One of our worship experiences is at Riverside Church, which is has a pronounced uh, uh, social gospel presence, you know. And, and so their whole staff is so, so pluralistic that it opens the kids' eyes. And one year when we were there, uh, uh, the kids got to hear a sermon that from someone they didn't fully expect, and we got out. We had to. I thought we need to. We need to deprogram this right now because it was one that I thought. I don't know how this affected my kids from Mount Sterling, <laughs> you know. So, so um, we got out, went over to Grant's Park right across the street and sat down on the benches. And I said, "Okay, what do you think?" And one of my country boys, and I love him. God love him, you know. <laughs> one of my country boys looked at me said, "I don't think I ever heard anything like that." back where I'm from. I said, well, I don't think you have, and that's why we're here, so reflect on it for me. He said, it was really good. And all of a sudden, boom, boom. I mean, you say, all right, they've 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 learned something more than they could ever have learned staying at home. Mark Twain said that travel's the greatest teacher in the world, and I believe that. Um, well, quick story, one kid, one year, mother was not going to let him go because it was New York City. <laughs> she said, "Nope, I don't like that. I don't think you'll be safe up there. I don't think you'll... Uh, I don't think you need to be doing this. And he called me and said, would you talk to mama? And I talked to mama and I convinced her to let him go. And I said, I haven't lost any yet. I'll bring him home to you. I promise. Two years ago, I received an email from the young man with pictures. He was in South Africa. And for his senior project in college, his videography, he was filming a documentary on Nelson Mandela in South Africa. And his note was, Thanks so much for talking, Mom, into letting me go. <laughs> and look what he's doing now. He's, you know, he, his, the, the world is open, and uh, that's what we want to do for these young people. And so many of them, I mean, some of them haven't flown before. Some of them haven't. Our, our biggest, our biggest uh, issue is uh, funds, and and not. Pricing this thing totally out of existence, but our congregations help with that. They give scholarships,
0: so especially in a state like Kentucky, and oh. and me and you are good Kentuckians. Right. We've been here our whole life, right. but Kentucky's not necessarily the uh, most economically prosperous state, especially out in the the far east and the far west. And it is a, an amazing opportunity for so many of our our young christians in our churches to be able to make this journey now you mentioned one story i know that you bring a group of high schoolers each week uh, each year to new york and dc do you have any other good stories uh, possibly needing to maybe change a name or leave out some information (laughs) that might help us identify the student that you'd like to share with us well we
1: we walk 135 miles in our week together and uh you know we're very careful at at trying to restrict some of the they can use the phones for pictures but i don't want them texting in the middle of of the day they can do that at night but um the biggest thing is i'm 70 i'll be 75 this year on the trip um and me having to turn around and yell them to pick the pace up And, and i heard one little girl one year that uh, she was long in her back, I said, "Would well, you look at him? Look at him! He's out walking every one of us, and he's old enough to be our grandfather." So you know, I like I like the give and take that we have. But one beautiful story uh, is we tell them to look each day for the presence of God, and at night, as we close our circle out, we go around the circle, and each young person has to tell us, "Where'd you see God today? Where'd you see God today?" and um We were standing in front of uh, one of the churches we were visiting, and they were handing out food to to people, the street people. And a guy that was in a a blazer, because it's a very big church, he was in a blazer with a church emblem on it, and he saw this guy walk by and he said, Hey, bud, do you need lunch? The guy said, That would be nice. He said, Wait here. He ran back inside and grabbed a bag lunch and a Coke and brought it out and handed it to the man. And one of my students that was standing there just looked up and said, I got that one. That's <laughs> a God moment, you know. So they begin to look at that, but we, they actually go home and, and continue to do that. Sometimes it, it's a eye opener that if you look around you, you can see God every day, um, in some way. And it's usually the way people treat each other. Um, hopefully, the, the good way they treat each other. Um, but we, you know, we have those moments like that. Um, we were we were in DC one time, and that was the last year I ever took 24. Ben, it was a nightmare to get 24 kids on and off subways, and you know, and not lose any of them. But we we're in DC, and there was a demonstration going on across the street from the White House with placards and everything, and they were chanting. And I had the kids in front, and they were getting pictures in front of the White House. And I turned and counted real quickly, and I had 22 of the 24. And I thought I've lost two kids. I looked again, looked all around, couldn't see them. I finally turned around, looked at the demonstrators, and my two kids had placards and were in the middle of the demonstration. It was for Darfur, the country of Darfur. And here were my two with placards over in there. His name was Joe, and I yelled at him, I said, Joe, get back over here now. This is not why we're here. And he came across the street smiling, you know. That kid went on, by the way, to go to American University in D.C. because of the experience he had there. He's now, he's been an English teacher in China and, and. uh, I'm very proud of him.
0: Well, that kind of moves into the next question. I know your trip is not a political trip, no. whether you're blue, nope. red, anywhere no, in no, between.
1: No. I have had kids that one year wanted to buy opposing T-shirts. I said, nope, I'm not allowed. You can get any T-shirt you want. You will not take either of those political T-shirts home with you. This so, is not what we're
0: doing. So how do you keep uh, the politics out while going and discussing the founding of our country?
1: Uh, we begin to look at the history of our country uh, and the fact that we have had issues like we have today uh New York, when we get to New York, we actually go to the uh to the place where the gangs of new york uh that riot actually occurred, and the Catholics and Protestants were fighting each other to the point of bloodshed, and the military had to open fire on that section to quell the riot. I mean, and we look at Northern Ireland, Southern and, and regular Ireland and think, well, that doesn't happen here. It did happen here. And and we have uh we have the the example of the, you know, without being political, of religion gone bad many times in this country. And and one of my young people asked the em one year emir one year, he said, Why do you all hate us so much? And I thought, Oh my, I wouldn't have treated it like that. And the emir didn't bat an eye and he said, You know, we've got some people that have sick religion. And he paused a moment. He said, but you do, too. He said, I'll remind you that the Ku Klux Klan is a religious organization. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, boom, the kid's eyes are opened right away. He's right. You know, know, we do have, you know, some problems. But by understanding each other, hopefully, we reduce that friction. We reduce that conflict. The whole thing with Reds and Blues right now is they've quit talking with each other. They just yell at each other. You know, and and we want to restore. We want to restore the dialogue. Um, we don't lose a thing in the Christian faith by understanding other faiths better. Uh, if anything, we find that we can work alongside. Um, you know, we at one time when uh, uh, one of the representatives here happened to be a member of the Jewish faith, he would talk with the kids every year, and we'd ask him how his faith played a role in what he did in D.C. And the kids' eyes were open because it's a whole different concept. And one of the kids asked him, "Well, you, you all believe in heaven and hell?" He said, "No, not not the same way you do. We believe that what you do here in life lasts." And again, the kids' eyes are opened up. So um, we go to the Buddhist temple, and uh, we have to have a translator with the monks because they many of them don't speak English. But uh, but uh, you know, it's 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 a challenge every year. But every year there are new lessons learned and. And the kids, that's the first thing we tell them, be flexible, stay open. You know, you're not not—you're going to hear some things you don't agree with, and that's okay. You know, we'll talk about them at night.
0: Especially as someone who grew up in Kentucky, I can assume that going to a Buddhist <laughs> temple in New York City might be a little different.
1: Well, we, were, we were in Chinatown one year, and a little incident broke out with the, two of the vendors in Chinatown. And one of the vendors stabbed the other vendor. Well, the police were all rolled up, and they had the one guy cuffed and over the front of the police car, and the other guy they were administered first aid to. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to die, but it were administered first aid to him. And we were across the street, and the kid's eyes were as big as saucers. And one of the <laughs> boys looked around me and said, man, this is just like NYPD Blue. <laughs> I said, well, this is not the part of New York I want you to see. But they began to, to see that these are real people, and um, not to be feared. Um, we just it's it's an exciting it's an exciting trip to do and i I love it i love it we, our biggest thing is prices are going crazy and it's getting to the point that we're gonna have to get some funders and some sponsors to to underwrite because you know kids kids struggle to raise this much money it its cost this year is fifteen hundred dollars, and we ask each congregation to pay seventy seven hundred fifty of the fifteen hundred well at least seven fifty Uh, I want the kids to have some kind of skin in the game. So even if it's a hundred dollars, I want them to pay something uh, and work it off. And we do that. Uh, We find ways that they can, they can, and it's all inclusive. So that there's, it's the airfare, the train fare to get from DC to New York, all the Metro and subway, uh, three meals a day. It's uh, it's the theater, Broadway theater. We go to a play, um, uh, all the tickets nine one one museum, the nine eleven museum the the uh, the Holocaust Museum, um, you know all of it all of that's included, so it's it's all inclusive. The only thing they need to buy is souvenirs. so uh,
0: well, I know it's a wonderful experience for all of the youth that go along each year, something they keep with them for a lifetime. Before we end this interview, is there anything that you'd like to to say? Anything else you'd like to go along with?
1: I I love a quote by by our native son, Muhammad Ali, you know. uh, And it's a quote that opens up our, our, our manual each year. But it's, rivers, lakes, ponds, streams, oceans, all have different names, but they all contain water. And so do religions, have different names, and they all contain truth, expressed in different ways, forms, and times and so that's what we we want to see is that we're not we're not so much different as we are alike and if we can understand that then it opens the dialogue that we need i think in a lot of areas in our country today in our culture that will help us learn from each other and quit yelling at each other
0: mhm be able to sit down and have a glass of bourbon with one another instead and, of... And, and, <laughs> that's exactly right. And, and and your mint julep today is wonderful, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Mike, thank you for joining us today. I, it's always a great time to have a discussion, especially on such an important and impactful trip, something that I know that you are passionate about. Otherwise, you, you wouldn't couldn't keep tell, doing right? it. <laughs> You couldn't tell, right? Yeah, you can't see it here, but he brought a whole stack of information. And, and if you do want to learn more about the trip, you can go ahead and you can go to the Christian Church in Kentucky's website
1: under Camp Wakandaho, and then go down to seminar. Mm-hmm. That's where you find it. You go under the youth events, Camp Wakandaho, and then under the Camp Wakandaho. Seminar,
0: and if you'd like to sign up for this year's trip, there's still I've time. Got, I've
1: got five spaces open in the next 48 hours. Okay. We, we close it off in 48 hours, but uh, if there is to, they can fill out the forms. Are all right there? Fill them out, get them sent in right away, and send us a deposit when you can get get it into us uh, as quickly as possible because we're going to buy airplane tickets and they're expensive. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, it's still room for we can take. Uh, hopefully. I need three more. I wouldn't mind having five more to be honest with you. Twelve no. is a good number to travel with, so anyway.
0: well, thank you for joining us today. Thank Mike. you Ben. Uh, and for all of you, have a wonderful day